Hey everybody, welcome back to Night and Moon. I am Tanner Knight, and as always, I am joined with the lovely Gabby Luna. Hello. Hello. And today we are going to do another podcast on a word or a topic that we find interesting or might have particularly strong feelings about. So let's go ahead and select what we will be talking about today. Okay, let me check, grab the jar and pick something out. Okay. And today's is... Jack, if you can hear something sniffing, Jack wants to smell it. <laughs> uh, today's topic is, tell me about your most interesting family member or members, if you have more than one. Most interesting family members. All right. Yes. I remember this one. So I think that we all have interesting family members that are either interesting for usually one of a couple of things. Either they get in trouble all the time. They fuck up spectacularly all the time or they succeed beyond all scope and reason all the time. And for whatever reason, they're that family member. I would say that my family member who fits that bill is my aunt, Andrea, whom I talked about briefly on a previous episode. Uh -huh. Before jumping into why, who is yours? I'm still trying to decide. Okay. It's crazy. But I'm I'm trying to think of who's a legend, you know, but I feel like my family has a lot of interesting characters. But I think I'm going to try and go with who was a legend and I'm going to try and pick a woman, but I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> All righty. Well, looks like we'll both be choosing women, uh -huh. potentially, since mine is my aunt. And my aunt Andrea was my father's younger sister so she was the baby of the family and they grew up in an air force family my brother or sorry my father his brother my uncle fred and my aunt andrea and she was always very strong-headed growing up in a house full of boys so she kind of had to put her foot down <laughs> a lot of the time and really be adamant that she was going to do something her way or else she would get bulldozed by my dad or my uncle. And that was that. What was her zodiac sign? What month um, was she? She was April 14th. So probably in Aries. I'm sorry for you, April 14th people. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm thinking Aries, but I could be wrong. I'm looking it up right now. Aries, you're correct. Yeah, so... Right on... Uh, yeah, so that would be an Aries, which I don't know much about the Aries, despite having uh, had one for an aunt. Do you know anything specifically about them? You basically just described them, like strong-headed, stand their ground. They're... The they're, god of war. They're like a ram, you know? Yeah. Like their um, animal is a ram. Yeah. So... They're strong-headed and they stand their ground and they don't back up easily. <laughs> but I tend to get along with Aries people. Yeah, they're, they're probably reasonable deep down. Great leaders. Yeah. Easy to follow. Pretty well, bossy. Always have a plan. <laughs> and she definitely uh, grew into that. But I would imagine growing up, the youngest sibling 
of two boys who were pretty strong-willed. Uh-huh. Um, she kind of got short shrift quite a bit. And I remember hearing stories about her uh, getting, I think she had a nail stuck in her head before, because of my dad. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the terrible fights that occurred. And, you know, my grandmother was nowhere to be found. And my grandfather was in the Air Force, so he was always gone. Uh-huh. So it was uh, a pretty freewheeling childhood, it sounds like. But she uh, she grew up with a passion for art. She was a photographer, so she was very passionate about visual art. And she would always create all of this spectacular art, either functional like furniture. She was a furniture maker like my father was and like my uncle too, I guess. They all worked in the same shop when they were in their 20s. Did they make very different furniture? Like you could tell who made what. Yeah, yeah, I would say that that's probably, probably the case because she was she had her style, which was much more, like, looking like it was from nature rather than. Oh. My father was all about chopping down the tree, milling the lumber, and then making a fine cabinetry piece. Something. Yeah, it looks like you purchased it. Yeah, exactly. So. I would say she was she had a bit more rustic style, but she was still very creative and made mm-hmm. really nice stuff. So she would always be the uh, creative impetus for our family, I guess. And as a result, she would sometimes miss putting that Christmas tree up until New Year's. <laughs> we talked about that in the <laughs> yeah, previous yeah, episode. We did, yeah. And she had a very whimsical nature, and sometimes things that uh, were promised wouldn't happen on time (laughs) like what like well she would she would just over promise like she was always trying to help out and god bless her she was always trying to do the right thing and be a very helpful person no matter kind of who you were it was very just like she was free with her time and i think as a result a lot of people took advantage of that and you know she lived in a, a very depressed part of the world where it's hard to make a living, basically. So she definitely defied the odds and stuck to her guns and lived life the way that she wanted to. Yeah. But I think the two there are two very distinct moments from my childhood that stick out that involve my Aunt Andrea watching my brother Travis and I. Like It was just <laughs> the three of us. <laughs> my parents flew the coop wherever they went left us with Andrea, who was our neighbor. Her house was right up the road from where we lived, so it wasn't like we were out of our element or anything. It was just Wait, did you stay in her house or she stayed in yours? That's a good question. I I think that we would probably stay in her house, Uh just like do a sleepover. I don't know. I think she was probably more comfortable over there doing what she needed to do but her house was always a shithole (laughs) (laughs) i imagine something oh she had no no she had like comic book strip cutouts of if she even chuckled at a comic strip (laughs) like this the faintest hint of a smile she would cut that sucker out and put it on the fridge or or find a bulletin board somewhere okay Uh, so she like had all of these quirks that and, and on top of that, she was also what you would call a hoarder, I would say. Wow. Not like to the point where she was hoarding stacks of just like used cups or whatever. But she definitely had antiques, we'll put in quotes, that she was going to either restore or that she knew had a certain value at a certain point. But 
she never had enough time to get to these things. And as a result, a lot of her projects were left unfinished or in complete ruin by the time she passed away, which was 2014. Wow. And uh, yeah, so we had... So to, she, she was more of a collector of specific things. You could say that. I think uh-huh. that's what she would call herself. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm a collector, not a hoarder. Well, and you. it should be known that every single member of my family at one point has either owned or worked in an antique store. And I didn't know that. Yeah. My family was always dealing antiques when I was growing up. And it was more just like an excuse to be able to get cool antiques for our own living situations. But there was this shop that ended up being my dad and aunt's workshop where they created their furniture. So it was, it started out as an antique shop, but it kind of evolved into a new furniture shop from their creations. But anyway, that that shop exists to this day in my family's property. It's up, up there and has their tools in it. So back to the olden days, the eighties. So, Things were freewheeling in the 80s, too, you got to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adults were not as protective of their wee ones as they are today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so um, the first one I'll say happened to my brother. And I was right there. So it kind of happened to me, too. But she had this big-ass German Shepherd named Magic. I still remember that dog. Uh-huh. It was a terror. That dog bit not only my brother... But a bunch of other people, too. And she eventually had to put it down. But anyway, she was playing them. And to put in context, we're probably five and six. I'm the younger and he's the older, but still five or six years old, maybe four and five. This was early on. And uh, she was holding Travis upside down, just like playing with him. Ha ha, we're having fun. And he was, you know, laughing and kind of more uh, animated than normal i guess Uh and magic took it as a threat somehow and he chomped a chunk out of my brother's forehead (laughs) he was bleeding all over the fucking place and wow and here like i didn't know what to do i was a dumb kid and (laughs) travis was like traumatized and uh, all I can remember is it, her trying to like separate the dog and the aftermath. I don't even remember what happened after that. I just remember the moment of it happening and wrapping Travis's head. And he had a couple, this was in the winter. So I think there was like a Christmas where he had a, a f- like when he was real young, where he had some pictures where he had his head wrapped. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I feel so bad. Yeah, it was a pretty bad does, chunk. Does he like dogs? That's a good question. I I don't think he dislikes dogs, uh-huh. but I'll bet that probably didn't help. We'll have to ask him next yeah. time I talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was traumatizing as hell. Yeah. Hi, Travis, if you're listening. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. So that's number one. That happened to Travis and by proxy me just by witnessing it and being like, what? <laughs> I can just imagine... I, Anyone in that room is traumatized by many different reasons. <laughs> yeah, so blood all over. Ugh. It was uh, that was number one, and then number two involved not only me but also Travis. But this was a situation where my aunt Andrea, God bless her, owned horses at one point, and not like fine thoroughbreds that you're taking down to Saratoga and racing. These are like hand me downs of hand me downs of hand me down horses that people just just couldn't afford to pay for anymore or something like that. So she (laughs) having this giant heart 
would take in all the strays. A horse? <laughs> she took in at least one horse. I believe there were two horses. <laughs> I only remember Tom for one very specific reason, but I think there were two horses. So um, she was into horses, just like a lot of people in the North Country. It's, you know, it's kind of open country. And yeah, if you have enough land to put a stable in, there's usually enough grass to feed a horse. But okay. It, makes sense. it still wasn't a great idea because horses are always going to be expensive in a lot of different areas. But that's neither here nor there. In any event, for wherever our parents went, they left us with Aunt Andrea again. <laughs> it was just the was three of us. Was this after or before that happened? God, I want to say this is this yeah. is after. Like maybe the year after. where <laughs> I, I think I might have been five and he was six or maybe six and seven. So, But the accident with Travis's head had already happened. I'm pretty sure that was first. Okay. These are fuzzy. These are afterwards. This is like your parents are like, well, I don't care. We still need to get out of here. <laughs> one way or the other, one of these incidents happened after the other. <laughs> yeah. And I think it happened in this chronological order that the horse incident happened next. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me. It's, uh, it, it doesn't last all that long, so it's not that long of a story. But she was very confident that old Tom the horse was going to just let two children <laughs> sit on his back and just chill. Mm -hmm. Well, who, who knows? I, <laughs> I'm almost certain one of us kicked the horse and it was probably me. Cause I was probably in the back. Um, and you kicked it. <laughs> and I probably, you know, I'm a dumb kid and you're just like uh, swinging your feet and you <laughs> kick the horse or uh, again, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but whatever happened, this, the horse got spooked. It reared up. And both of us gotten basically tossed off of the back of a horse from six feet up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, the, the ground in, in upstate New York is very soft because it rains all the time. So it, Well, that's good. It wasn't the end of the world. There was no lasting injuries or anything. But I certainly have a distrust of horses to this day. Oh, yeah. And... I will never own a horse. I'll go on record. <laughs> That's okay. No one's asking you here. Like, I'm for sure not asking for a horse. So. Aw, babe. <laughs> those are the two stories that really stick out in my mind regarding Andrea Knight. God love her. She was a fun-loving soul, and she is truly missed, but. Well, her, her legacy lives on. Well, 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 no. Okay, so that's great. And those are great stories. But I need to know why you picked her as the most interesting person. Like, what about her made her so interesting? Yeah, I, I would say that the fact that she lived her life the way she did, despite all of the other factors in her life, <laughs> namely my family, like my dad and uncle and probably her mother too told her that the way she wanted to live is not not realistic or not the way you're supposed to and she never married she she did have a life partner that she lived with but they were never terribly affectionate <laughs> it was always you know just like the no one talked about it but it was just an arrangement of the, of the family and that that's how it was and she gave everything that she could away and kept all the stuff that turned to crap and uh, left it for us to clean up afterwards. But it was uh, it was definitely interesting after she died going through 
the entire estate. So a little addendum here. She mm-hmm. moved into my grandmother's house when my grandmother moved to North Carolina. So she flew the coop and my grandmother had this old Victorian house that had a bunch of rooms and it was old and creaky. <laughs> and Andrea moved into from the house where Travis was bit, bit to my grandmother's house. And she, I guess the family or maybe my grandmother owned her house as well. I'm not exactly sure how that arrangement was, but there were basically three living spaces on our property. There's my dad and my mom's house where Travis and I grew up right up the road was uh, my grandmother's house next. And then right up the road from that was Andrea's house. And once my grandmother left, it was like she had all this space to fill. So she really took <laughs> advantage. And the rooms in that house went from being kind of nice bed and breakfast style, where my my grandmother actually did keep it as a bed and breakfast, where you had probably three rooms to rent. And they did that throughout the 60s. But That's what she did before she moved out. Yeah, exactly. But your then, aunt didn't do that. Well, no. <laughs> Once Andrea moved in... She filled those rooms with, let me put this in quotes again, antiques and, <laughs> and clothes that she would find cheap and figure, oh, this is a good deal. And then just never wear it. Oh, no. Uh, she, <laughs> a lot of women do that, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I understand. And it was uh, it was hard going through all of it because there was two houses and there were basically two barns, one big barn and one kind of small outbuilding uh-huh. also filled with crap and uh we tried to auction most of it off and it, it made like embarrassingly low money <laughs> it's like all this really nice antique stuff in this barn that would probably have fetched a nice premium at one point but it was just left to neglect that's sad yeah but but like, okay, so then tell me. <laughs> it's not a sad legacy. I, I, no, no, no. Tell me what's the essence that's left from her so, for you. Yeah, the essence that is left from Andrea is that she was always interested in finding the whimsical in even the mundane of experiences. And and she really would always make, make whatever you're doing fun. That's nice. That's a good essence to leave behind. It's a good time to take a break. All right, and we're back from break. And <laughs> I've talked a whole lot, so <laughs> I'm anxious to hear about your most crazy relative. Crazy. Or what was the most interesting? Interesting. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, that changes everything. <laughs> well, to me, it kind of goes hand in hand. But you uh, feel You felt like Aunt Andrea was... Uh, crazy yeah in that yes uh that she beat to a different drum she's your typical whimsical aunt but like obviously different in their own way each of them yeah but she's one of those (laughs) aunts to remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i always thought that people were really lucky to have an aunt to remember but I've always thought that both my mom's sister and my dad's sister were not the best aunts <laughs> I've ever had. Unfortunately, my mom's sister has already passed away and she had she changed her way, but unfortunately I didn't get to experience that. So as a child, I just don't have the best memory of her. But 
I have the memory and I was just thinking who would be the most interesting and I just think it's my grandma to be honest if she's like everybody would always tell her you should make like a novel of your life story because she comes from a very like a poor indigenous background she was from Guadalajara and she's like mixed indigenous and whatever European was I think in that area probably French or whatever but they were like literally probably the first generation to be mixed her and her brothers and sisters and I don't know much about it but I, I her stories are kind of foggy for me because I knew them as a, a young girl but first of all I'm going to tell you why I picked her really because I want you to kind of have the essence of why and if, if I were to describe my grandma in one word I would say roses I don't know why, but they just feel just like mature like her. <laughs> you know, like she was mature and like a real woman. Yeah. In in every sense of the word. And I think that's the legacy that she left. Like even for my sister, I think she would tell you something similar. She showed my sister how to embroider and like all those things that she enjoys doing. My grandma kind of enjoyed those things with her. And if I kind of like really think back, one of the things that I would do with her is like water plants and like enjoy plants outside and uh, plant them and transplant them. Not to like grow anything, it's just to have the plants, like to be outside and enjoy outside and enjoy the plants. And I think that that is something that she taught me. She was like this little fairy that lived in a very um, strict world almost like she was completely taken out of her element when she married my grandpa um her i'm not going to go into her young life because i don't know it that well but i know that her parents died and like she was taken care of by her older sister and i think her sister's husband tried to rape her mm, and she escaped somehow she escaped and you know she had her own job and whatever and she met my grandpa and my grandpa was a wealthy man or at least an, on her, on his way to become wealthy, if not already wealthy. I can't remember. But he was a man that came from wealth too, so he was like very like uppity and whatnot. <laughs> and my grandma was just, you know, a simple person. What really like the beauty of her was her simplicity. My grandma was simple, like a flower, beautiful. It was just like completely untouched. And she continued to be like that into her old age unapologetically herself she didn't even know how to read or write but she was just just herself and I, I really like that about her do you know how they met I know that that's well before your time but was that a, one of the stories that was ever shared yeah I feel like I remember my grandpa saying that they would kind of see each other at lunchtime, whatever my grandpa was doing in Guadalajara. And my grandma worked for a stocking factory. And my grandpa would just like remember looking at her legs and thinking <laughs> her legs were really nice, I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and scandalous. Scandalous legs. And yeah. And I guess he wooed her and they got married. I actually think they weren't married for the first few years wow. of their life, of their togetherness, which is weird. Loving in sin. Yeah, that was like what, the 40s or 30s? I don't even know. Yeah. 
That was a long time ago. <laughs> My grandma brought her tropicalness with her. Hmm. She always wore the brightest colors. Every dress she wore was bright. And I think I've said it before, if not to you, if not in the podcast, at least I know I've said it to you, is that she would wear the brightest red lipstick. Such a French, <laughs> French style. <laughs> She'd wear gold. And um, some of her, her rings had gold and white gold. And I thought that was really cool. I always thought that was the coolest thing. Because <laughs> her, um, I guess my grandpa got her like a specific set for their 25th anniversary or whatever. You know, like. Oof, is 20... that the silver one? And, and 50 is gold? Yeah, maybe. But he probably just got white gold so yeah. I wouldn't get ruined or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, they she had a really cool ring. Yeah, her style. And she... She just always, she was not afraid of wearing color. And I love that about her. But she definitely seemed out of place, right? Because even if you look at pictures and stuff like that, you can see that maybe when she was younger, she struggled to fit in. And by the time I met her and I got to see my grandma, she was like 70 something. Yeah. Completely unafraid of being herself. <laughs> yeah. And I can just remember her. I don't know how to explain other than like the reddest flowers to with like mist, <laughs> warmth, mist, flower, welcome. That's how I feel about my grandma. That's that's kind of the legacy she left behind. And what I feel like a real woman is, is just like not specifically being good at all these little things that she taught us, but just doing them with love, like a way the way that she would do things was always with love and I don't know how she was to my mom and her other daughter, but um, she wasn't horrible to me or anything. I, I don't think that I had a specific bond with my grandma. I just think that the essence she left behind was really powerful and beautiful. And I think that she is also obviously one of the greatest losses that I never really realized until just right now. She she was, it, it's just my grandma was known to have favorites and all my family was but my grandma was very particular and unfortunately i was not her favorite <laughs> and i was well aware of that but even the little time that she gave to me is still something that i hold mm -hmm. and that i that i love you know like just I, I do that because she didn't do it because she wanted to spend time with me it's just that she enjoyed doing it and she noticed that i did too so then she would spend that time with me yeah what was her what was her number one day of the year where she was like at her dress to the nines or just you know absolute needs like a couple of weeks preparation for a certain day what was it I can tell you I can answer that in two ways my grandma's best dress is gonna be always when you tell her hey you want to go have dinner she put on her best and most <laughs> fucking colorful dress and the most patchwork colorful purse because <laughs> she had like very classy patchwork purses that I loved. <laughs> I was telling you about it. Yeah. I actually posh marked one. <laughs> I think some of my style uh, reflects some of the stuff that she used to wear. And then I would say that the one time that I remember her putting very special thought into what she was going to wear, the color the dress and and so much went into that and to you know the dress to, to like flatter her and so she looked her best was when my cousin Beto got married mm. uh, with Christy shout out to Christy <laughs> <laughs> 
And to his current wife, too. I don't... Yeah. Oh, maybe we should just cut that out. <laughs> there was another wife after Christy. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, sorry. So, shout out to Christy and Nancy. I like doing this. It feels like a date night. Like, I look forward to doing yeah. this because I get to pick your mind. <laughs> but, yeah, that was just it. Like, her essence is a warm, welcoming, dewy flower. <laughs> Red flower. Nice. She... I don't know why I associated red with her. It must be because she wore red lipstick. Yeah. So does that fulfill the interestingness? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm sure that she's led a very interesting life as a young and uh, not so young person. And, and just to live as long as she did. How old was she when she passed away? Oh, shoot. I don't know. I would say 70s, like 78 or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Late 70s, early 80s. That's a lot of years to be around in those very, like, interesting times. Some very special notes about my grandma. I would say she loved cooking. And she only did things she loved or everything she did was with love or with enjoyment. I, I never saw her do something she wasn't really wanting to do. She kind of was at the point of her life where she was like, I'm only going to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> There's always laughter of hers around the house like it was loud <laughs> she was just a loud laugher <laughs> and i really like that about her and she enjoyed hosting a party she was a great host and she also just enjoyed having people around like a lot of people around she loved big parties hmm. so just she enjoyed yeah yeah she partook in the sport of life yeah 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 really good at being an enjoyable human being. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to go through life being miserable, miserable about it and actually disliking your time on earth. And, you know, that's one way to live. But if you can manage to find joy and fun in all the things that you have to do, then it means the life that you have to live is the one that you want to live. Yeah. And I know that this is easy for a housewife that does 100% nothing at the at the point that I met my grandma and to be enjoyable and to like only do what she enjoys. But And it's unfair for me to compare any other person to her circumstances, right? Because like whatever. But she also had a difficult life. But to this day, I don't think I know anyone that fully does what she, what they enjoy on a daily basis. Like even you and I don't like to work. Yeah. So we're out because <laughs> we do, we have to work. <laughs> yep. So I, and I, like I said, she's a housewife, so it's much easier. But again, like some people are housewives and they are not doing what they enjoy, you know? So in whatever circumstances that got her there and whatever she had to go through to be at the place that she was, I, I she thought, got there. yeah, she got there and, and I think that that is something that I've never seen again. I've never met anyone that enjoys what they do so much. Hmm. Well, it's too bad that you could not get a chance to meet Andrea and that I didn't get a chance to meet your grandmother because I'm sure we all would have enjoyed each other and would have been nice to continue that legacy. But I guess this is the best way that we can honor them and remember them and hopefully someone somewhere out there can remember the these two wonderful people as well and hopefully we can give you all the feels about it 
That's right. I wish I would have been able to meet your aunt. In a way, I feel like you tell me a lot about her, and that's kind of like I get to enjoy that essence, which is the same with any person that's no longer with us, right? We get to enjoy. I tell you a whole lot about my dad, and <laughs> and now you heard a whole lot about my grandma, and that's the fun of it. We get to enjoy the essence, and usually when someone passes away, well, all the bad stuff kind of goes away, and the good stays, and that's the beauty, the essence that's left over. And yeah. Or at least you can laugh at the bad stuff at this point. <laughs> yeah, because it's like crazy stories <laughs> like being bitten in the head. Yeah, um, those, which were, those were bad at the time. <laughs> horrible, I can only imagine. Yeah, so we, we all we all have our interactions with life. And luckily, both Andrea and your grandmother yeah. interacted with life on a regular basis. Yeah. They sure did, and they left a lot. Big, no, not big shoes to fill, but a, a whole lot of inspiration on how to live yeah. our life, whether it's by their own mistakes or by just inspiring by doing, mm -hmm. which is so beautiful. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Oh, and um, if you see a, is it a, dirt devil no oh yeah what is it um so before my aunt passed she said if any of us see a dust devil or dirt devil which if you don't live out west is fairly common but not all that common it's whenever you have a big open desert or field that's just dirt and wind kind of cyclones around and makes a little tornado is the best way to put it mm -hmm. it's not destructive in any way it's more just like the the sand is so loose that it gets caught up in the wind and it looks like a tornado but they're just dust devils or yeah and they they have all kinds of uh historical meanings to the inhabitants of the desert mainly because that's where they occur but andrea said if you ever see one out there in the desert just know that that's me saying hi to you and we see them quite often. Yeah, we sure do. That's beautiful. So, thank you for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Night and Moon. You can find Gabby at The Mindful Luna on Instagram and on her own, her very own podcast on Spotify and other streaming services as well, also called The Mindful Luna. Yeah, and you can check out tanner's instagram at tanner's favorite things and it'll all be linked in the show notes and you can check out all his other stuff that he does there too so thank you for listening once again we hope to see you on the next one thank you bye, bye.